you are now locked in and listening to The Issue. This guy is a franchise quarterback, and no, I don't want to hear any pushback on that. It, it feels like a top 10 roster to me. It feels like it can win a championship. This is The Issue. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is The Issue. It is Thursday, September 1st, and we have another episode here for you today. We are in the month of the NFL season. It has finally come. It is September 1st. Are we a week away from football? A week away. Officially a week away. Right, the, the Bills travel to L.A., Oh. To play uh, to play the Rams in SoFi. Yeah. So here's the thing: that's going to be a big game, it's right? Gonna and be... it's it's going to feel right. Obviously, any opening game is a big game, especially when you have those two good of teams. But oh, man. when you're talking LA Thursday prime time, new stadium, it is going to be. I mean, that is going to be. It's going to feel like a really really big game. It's going to feel like the kickoff of the NFL, the the biggest brand, the biggest game to start it off on a Thursday night. Um, but for this episode, great episode to preview as well here. So we have. Tim's rant to start out, um, kind of geared towards the Cowboys. So if you're from Dallas, probably not going to like the next, I don't know, ten minutes or so. You don't know. Uh, you but, probably already don't like me anyway, so that's but, fine. Yeah, I mean, you know what? You, you have to somewhat swallow the truth every now and then. Plus, you you guys cut cut our boy Benny Danucci, so oh yeah, I don't want to I don't want to talk about it. We're okay? bringing the hate for Dallas today, and then we will finish up the first segment with hits and misses like normal. Uh, and then we will be getting into in the second segment our bracket reveal. So we're going to predict. Uh, the playoff teams for the NFL this year. So we got the AFC and the NFC, both sides of the bracket, and then we're going to fill out the bracket and uh, give you our projected Super Bowl winners. Kind of feels fitting. Like last week before um, the season starts, the last week we can really get a big prediction out. Why not predict the Super Bowl winner and why not predict the playoffs? I feel like that's the most important part of the league anyway. Right. I mean, and we already went through the, uh, you know, divisions, you know, projected records. So now at this point you're kind of looking, okay, now let's let's rank those records, right? Obviously, you got the division winners as the seeds one through four. Who's our wild card teams? Yeah. And let's see, you know, who's that wild card team you don't want to face, right? We got to you know, got to look at some upsets. So. Right. It'll be uh, interesting to say the least. But uh, you wanted to start off with a rant toward well, right. uh, yeah. Dallas, so I mean, it's time to make some people mad. <clears throat> All right, so it's post <laughs> it's post preseason, and so I kind of wait until after preseason to kind of get a. a, a cumulative right? there's a little school term for you, you guys that are still in school or you know just finished whatever worst kind of final by the way terrible um but anyway right get a cumulative grade uh of these teams right from the day the super bowl ended the entire off season through preseason up until right now where it's you know hey we got five practices left gear up let's go um i, I like doing this in everything right trades um you know things in in, in the market right life Right, anything, business, sports, whatever. Right, it's something I enjoy looking at. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose this trade? Who's this good for? Who is this going to be a detriment to? And I'm looking at some preseason winners and losers. Right, winners are fairly easy to spot. Right, like, like Pittsburgh, for example. Kenny Pickett, you drafted him twenty, what twentieth or twenty first overall, whatever. Yeah, looks pretty good. Right, it looks at this point, you don't feel that there might be a whiff. Right, you're you're sitting there, you're thinking, okay, so far so good. Right, mm-hmm. and even if you want to start Mitch, he looks completely serviceable. Hell, even Mason Rudolph looked good, but we know he's not going to be a starter. But, you know, your, your quarterbacks at least look stable, right? The, you know, they didn't whiff on Pickett, you know. Mitch will definitely be a C-plus. He'll win you some games. George Pickens looks really good. Najee got healthy. If it's possible, I think T.J. Watt is even better than he was. Um, now, outside of the O-line, everything else has been looking solid, right? So they're probably a winner. 
Or you look at the Eagles, right? We'll talk about them in, in hits and misses. They're probably a winner, right? They've gone out and got uh, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. They've bolstered their defense. they got A.J. Brown. They're probably winners, right? But what I'm more fascinated in is the losers, right? And, and you can argue the Bucks. You know, they've been killed with injuries. Brady's been in and out. Maybe even the Packers, right? They have minimal talent on the outside except for a couple of rookies. Jordan Love pretty much looks like a bust. But for me, one loser stands out. And you've probably already guessed it. It's everybody's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. America's team. America's <laughs> team. Since the day the Super Bowl ended till right now, there's an argument that no team has gotten worse than the Cowboys. They've now lost both their starting tackles, one of them to Cincinnati, Lael Collins, and one of them to injury for almost the entire year, um, Tyron Smith. They've now lost two of their top three passing targets, Amari Cooper and Cedric Wilson. Uh, they've lost their second-best pass rusher in Randy Gregory, and they missed out on Von Miller, who said he wanted to go to Dallas, but the number wasn't right. Okay, so you pay a running back, won't pay an edge rusher. Oh, no, I got it, I got it. No, it's all adding up. That's cool. Uh, they have an owner who, you know, whenever the offensive line was really, really good and the, the running back, Zeke, was really, really good, you know, a couple years back when Dak was a little bit younger, nah, screw that. We're going to have our team run through Dak. Okay, yeah. And now that the old line stinks and the back is aging, Nah, let's run. We're going to run right through the aging back. That's that's how our offense is going to run. Okay. Oh, by the way, they have a coach who's probably on par with like a Trent Dilfer, who, by the way, is a high school coach. And for me right now, if I had to pick, I'd probably pick Dilfer over McCarthy as a better football coach. But they didn't fire him for Lord knows what reason. You have two really good assistants that you could have just promoted. You didn't even have to leave the building to find your next one. Nah, let's just keep McCarthy. He'll be, he'll be fine. Okay. Well, here's some interesting stats. Tyron Smith's going to be out for a while, right? So Dak in his career when being sacked four-plus times in a game. It's kind of ironic. He's got a full 16-game season. Obviously now it's 17 games, but used to be 16. Kind of sticks in our head, right? He's 7-9. and nine. Is that not exactly what the Cowboys are hovering around every year? Right about 500, maybe a little bit less? It's exactly when I think of Dak Prescott, I think he's about an average quarterback. About 7-9. and nine. Oh, but by the way, six of the seven wins are coming within the NFC East. You know, a lot of Giants who are bad and Washington who's always been a mess. I mean, they've been a mess since, what, uh, Riggins? John Riggins, I believe, was the running back in, like, the 70s. Bad since he retired. Um, and, of course, the Eagles, who have probably been the best team in that division over the last 10 years, right? But they've still had their ups and downs, especially defensively. And of the nine losses, seven of them come out of division against a winning team. Translation, when he plays good teams, while he has minimal support, he melts down. He melts down. In the games that I'm referencing, when he is sacked four-plus time, times, he has a pass rating of 87, as opposed to a career pass rating of a 99. Oh, and by the way, he doesn't have a safety valve anymore, right? Amari Cooper's gone. But, oh, C.D. Lamb will be fine. He's a great number one. Yeah, okay, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, he'll be fine without Amari. Well, that'd be wrong, too. Um, he's almost 300 yards per game. You, know, you can see him right here. I'll, I'll put him right up on the screen. Right, about 300 yards per game with Amari. About 220 without him. He's two touchdowns a game with Amari Cooper. About 1.3 without him. His completion percentage goes from a 68 all the way down to a 65. And by the way, his pass rating with Amari Cooper is 103, and without him, it's a 93. A pretty strong hunch. That's your biggest loser right there. <laughs> and if, we, if we're going on a on a on a player by player basis, I'm pretty sure Dak Prescott is the biggest loser of this preseason, and I'm not going to lie. I don't think any of it's his fault. 
right? If there's anybody on this team that I'm willing to pay the money to, it's Dak, right? And I've said this before. I, I worry about paying good people great money, right? I worry about paying Dak. I think he's a good quarterback, but he's not great. He's making great money. But if I had to overpay at a position, it'd be quarterback. But they pay like a guard and a running back. And for a while, they paid a linebacker until they cut bait with him last year, right? So because of all that, you can't afford to keep Randy, Randy Gregory. You can't afford to keep, you know, maybe maybe a corner that you let back a couple years ago, right? You can't afford to keep Amari Cooper. This is the bed that they've made. It's time for them to lay in it. I mean, I think this, as a team, the Cowboys are the biggest loser of the preseason. I mean, the numbers, I just I, we flashed them on the screen. They're, 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 they were right there. Those are the numbers. I mean, you be the judge. Without Amari Cooper and sacked four-plus times, he's 7-9. He's a 7-9 quarterback when he gets sacked. He now has three new offensive linemen. By the way, none of them have, have reps at the NFL level. That, that's good. Love that. Um, and Amari Cooper's gone, and he is about 10 ticks less on his pass rating when he's gone. So, hey, you tell me. You tell me. I don't know. You be the judge. You be the judge. That's, that, that's your biggest loser of the preseason right there. The Dallas Cowboys. How about them boys, huh? Yeah. How about them boys? You know, we, we talk about sports in general and NFL a lot while we're off the podcast. And we were hanging out watching the Steelers game, uh, their last preseason game this past Sunday. And we were talking a little bit about Dak and, and the Cowboys and just kind of kicking some stuff around. We kind of came to the agreement that Dak and Kirk Cousins are very similar quarterbacks. It's very serviceable. They'll get you some wins. They'll get the job done. Yeah. But they're not going to really go out and make a splash in the playoffs. They're not yeah. going to push for a Super Bowl and win. They're not going to take a game where it's one of those 50-50 games, maybe on the road, late season against a really tough opponent. Nine times out of ten, Dak and Kirk Cousins are not the type of quarterbacks that are going to be coming out of those type of games as the winner. Um, so, I mean... Yeah. I, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, you take you take Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, and Adam Thielen out of uh, Kirk Cousins' career. Yeah. What is he? He's probably about a 90, 90 pass rating guy. Instead, probably, he's close to 100. Probably about a Baker Mayfield kind of guy without yeah. them. Yeah. Probably serviceable. But look, now Baker's down on the Panthers, who's a, a really bad roster. So, I mean. It'll be interesting. You'd be the judge. Uh, let's, uh, let's transition. We're going to get into uh, hits and misses here to close out the uh, first segment. All right. Let's get into it. Here we go. Uh, hit number one. We said as a show, right, we did this in our predictions, it's reflected in that, um, that the Eagles might be one of the most improved teams in football, and they made the playoffs last year, right? Um, I think another year under Nick Sirianni's belt, as well as Jalen Hurts's, uh, is going to help them out. Well, they just went out and added a really, really good defensive piece, uh, safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson, or maybe he's a DB, doesn't matter, whatever. They're going to be really, really good in the secondary is my yeah. point. They have Bradbury, Darius Slay. Um, they add Gardner Johnson, who's been one of the top DBs, top 10 probably. Um, that's a really good secondary now, and I think they're going to continue to show that they're a really good football team. Obviously, adding A.J. Brown, yep. their line is still really solid. So, yeah. And bolstering a secondary, especially in today's NFL. The secondary is becoming increasingly important every single season because we're moving into such a pass-heavy league, and explosive offenses are starting to, to dominate the league. So you really need those lockdown guys back there to keep pace with some of these receivers and quarterback duos because uh, right. there are a lot of them and especially in the AFC and you know that's they're gonna have to ultimately beat to win a Super Bowl so yeah no I agree um all right miss number one so this was a, I think I missed last episode too but it just keeps getting worse right and I said the Steelers should probably go get Alex Leatherwood in the <laughs> uh from Alabama in the 2022 draft well they ended up getting Najee 
which ended up being a really good decision. Uh, and it just keeps getting worse for me because <laughs> Alex Leatherwood has now been cut by the Raiders. Yeah. Whose offensive line's terrible, right? So what's that tell you? It's not like he's going up and uh, and getting cut by like the best offensive line in the league. I don't know. Maybe the Eagles are probably up there. Uh, yeah. I don't, Indianapolis even. Indy, yeah. He's not getting cut because they're like, oh, like I'm sorry, but we just have really good pieces here. Like you know, they they gel well as a five man unit. Yeah. Like we just don't see you playing. No, like their offensive line is really really bad. Probably bottom five in the league, and he still got cut. So I mean, it just doesn't. It, this miss does not stop missing. No, um, and I feel like I, I feel like this is like the last one though, right? Because he's cut now, so he can't possibly well, no, get any worse. Somebody will probably sign him, and then he'll get cut again. But uh, th- <laughs> yeah, 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 it can't really get worse. <laughs> we'll see. All right, hit number two. Uh, you know, we've said it a thousand times, but the Steelers haven't invested enough in the offensive line. They have the the least amount of spending on the offensive line in the league. I think they have like the second most on the entire offense league wide. So, you know, what do you know? It was about the worst offensive line in the preseason. It's been evident, yeah. Right. It's an offensive league. I, I love our defense and I think we can win some games with it. But you're not gonna win big with the defense being the stronger side of the football. You gotta have something on offense and their offensive line's really, really bad and I'm not sure it's gonna matter I mean, who's standing behind them. How many holding calls did they have just in like the first half alone? I mean, they, they couldn't stop anybody. It was bad. Um, I think it was Dan Moore had like three on a on the same drive. So yeah. I, I mean, it, it did not look good for yeah. the Steelers' offensive line play whatsoever. Has an all preseason. So, no. all right, miss number two. I, I I've said this. I don't get it. Right? I would just cut bait, use the money to go uh, get some help for Trey Lance. The Niners are going to spend six and a half million dollars just to keep Jimmy G as the backup to Trey Lance. Hey, what's he going to do? I mean, really? Come on. I mean, that reminds me of, like, a breakup when you still text your ex. Did you, I mean, do you, right there. Here's the thing, though. It's like a breakup when you still text your ex. Why are you doing that? It's because you don't trust you the don't new person. you don't fully trust the new person. I was thinking the same thing, right? It either tells me that really nobody wants Jimmy G, which I just can't believe. No, because somebody or, would want Jimmy G. Or they don't trust Trey Lance. I mean, $6.5 million, that's going to be the league, the highest backup in league history. Think about it. Highest why Why would they do that? The only reason that makes any logical sense that they would go they out... Like Trey Lance. Yeah, that they would go out and sign Jimmy G as the highest paid backup is that you have zero faith in, in Trey Lance. Like, like, close to none. I agree. Because, you know, you could get some really... You could probably get a pretty good piece or at least a couple good draft picks for a Jimmy G. I mean, they cleared up almost $20 million in cash page, which, which is great. There's another seven still on the table. Like, I just... And obviously, honestly, keeping him in the same room, like, ah, that's so weird. Or, like, Jimmy is well-liked in that locker room. Yeah. It's going to be almost like the Daniel Jones-Eli Manning thing, right? Where Daniel Jones in his first year kind of felt a little awkward taking over the team. I mean, he, he stinks anyway, so it doesn't... Because you know. everybody still wanted Eli. Right, everyone's still... You know, Eli was a veteran. Everybody liked Eli. He was a good guy. He's easy to root for. Same thing with Jimmy G, right? He's a good yeah. guy. People like him. It's not even going to feel like Trey Lance's team, which I think is a real shame. And uh, I don't think this is how I would bring up my young quarterback. All right, hit number three. Oh, you know, all I heard... Oh, you're you're a Chet hater. You're wrong. Chet Holmgren's going to be the best. And I said, you know, hey, maybe. But right now, he's not durable enough, and he's going to end up like Thonmaker. Hurt, bounce around a little bit, and he's going to be out of the league, probably. Well, he's out for the year with a Liz Frank injury in, in, in one of his, in his feet. It's like a bone mm. uh, injury in one of your feet. So, you know, that's not a good look. I said he's not going to be durable. He's going to get bullied inside. A he's fragile. been a little bit of everything that I expected, right? First game came out, handled the ball well, shot it pretty well, had a decent game. Next game got absolutely bullied by a smaller yet more physical guy down low. 
Oh. And then and then the third game, he was out with injury, and now here we are, he's out for the year. He's been everything that you'd expect. I mean, Sometimes talented. So one, I don't know, one game out of an entire season, and it was a preseason game, he was talented. The rest of them, hurt, got bullied, now out for the year. Yeah, and I think having a frame like that and being that size and but also being that thin it has its it has its risks like you're not going to be a, a dude that yeah. can go down in the paint and get chippy if you're carrying a light frame like that but so so big i don't know yeah no, it's, it's not ideal yeah, it's a hit. Right, uh miss number three tom brady's always been not i wouldn't say liked on this show but respected nonetheless yeah um, and and most of that respect comes to the fact that he's the most committed, dedicated player in, probably in NFL history, right? Well, he took 11 days off. It's not necessarily committed. And, you know, normally you'd come back refreshed after an 11-day little hiatus. Um, but it seems like he's a little bit more pissed off than when he even left like he's, yeah. you know, he's 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 getting snarky with the with the answers and the media i got i got stuff going on uh you know i'm old blah 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 right i'm just saying you don't normally hear that from Tom. just saying it's it's a little bit different could some trouble be on the horizon yeah i mean um, to be fair he did retire and unretire so i mean it's i think obvious that he's not as committed as he was in the past right where he would you know what was it? The avocado ice cream or something? Yeah, that avocado I saw. ice cream. I mean, he wouldn't have a beer during the season, like. Yeah, like nothing. he was like yeah. super, super committed and dedicated. Yeah. I don't know if he's still quite, there. I don't think he's quite that level right now. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when you have seven rings and you've dominated the league for twenty-two years, it's pretty so. easy to get complacent. Yeah, yeah you I'm can, not saying I blame him. It's human nature. Yeah, but I mean, either way, I think he'll still be good. Let's not forget he's the probably smartest quarterback not probably he is the smartest quarterback in the nfl uh most experience and obviously the greatest of all time so i'm sure he'll be able to pull it together a little bit but he might just not be at that same level that we're used to seeing tom perform i think it's probably safe that it's not a playoff well not it's a playoff team it's not a it's not a super bowl contending roster and team right now and uh, that will be shown a little bit later here uh that wraps up the first segment here, right? That is the end of yeah, Hits and Misses. Yep. Uh, so stick around. We will be getting into the predicted playoff bracket for the AFC, the NFC. Then we're going to fill them all out, give you our predicted Super Bowl winners, and then Super Bowl, or not just Super Bowl, but League, League MVP, MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year. So really good segment coming up. Don't go anywhere. Don't miss it. All right, let's get into the second segment here. We have um, the playoff brackets. So we got we'll yeah. have the, the NFC, the AFC. Um, we'll probably end up actually, we'll start with the superlatives because um, those are regular season awards. This is playoff, so it would only make chronological sense. That we would start with um, them. And we'll do MVP, we'll do Offensive Player of the Year, we'll do Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, you know, who we, who we, who we kind of feel. Right, some of them are a little bit bold. Some of them are, are you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess not as we bold, have some. So. We have some first-time winners in here, all first-time winners. If uh, they yeah. all hit, yeah. Um, so definitely some bold ones, but things that we can see happening this year, things that aren't that far out of the realm right. of possibility. Kind of some big predictions that we have as a show, and we tend to hit on most of our predictions that we have as a show. Just gonna slide that in there. I have a hard time finding. I have a harder time finding the misses than I do the hits when I'm when I'm you know when we're prepping for yeah. the hits and misses. Yeah, and that's a good thing. That that is a good thing. It is a good thing. But uh, really excited for this segment. So we're going to be giving the first uh, superlative. So if we just want to start with that, I mean, where else would you start rather than MVP? Um, I, I think I think it's pretty consensus for a lot of people to say Josh Allen. 
I can see it happening. We'll yeah. say that now. But let's go. Me and you agree. We're going to agree on all these. Came up with a consensus. Justin Herbert. Right, so we both see the Chargers taking a pretty big step up. We have them winning the division. If you haven't seen the, the Instagram post, the videos about that, go check it out, YouTube, Instagram, whatever. But we have, you know, we have the Chargers winning um, the AFC West, which is a loaded division. Mm-hmm. I just think Herbert's the truth, man. I, I think he is the real deal. I think he could end up being the best quarterback within the next, I don't know, three years you're going to look up. He's going to have an MVP, probably a, a second or third place finish. He's going to lead his team to probably the Super Bowl by then, within three years. I mean, that's how – I mean, he's going to be the – the best quarterback. That's my prediction. I think this is how he starts. Yes, with an MVP season. Absolutely, and I think in you know you look back in five, six, seven, maybe ish years, the gap between him and Mahomes is going to be a lot closer than people think. There might not even be one, and if there is, I think Herbert might be on top of it. Yeah. So I mean, just a prediction there, but it's interesting. I like it. All right, so we got offensive player of the year. Gonna sound crazy, but I think I mean we saw receiver win it last year in Cooper Cup. So I don't think it's crazy. Let's go Stephon Diggs. Right. So we also have the Bills taking that next up up, right? I think we'll get we'll get to it, right? But we have him as the one seed. Um which isn't a shock if you like I said, if you follow this, you've seen the, you know, you've seen the divisional predictions. We have yep. what, fourteen and three. Yes. Right. I think top to bottom, you know, you first of all you look owner, GM, coach, quarterback, they're A to A plus and all of them. Yep. Right, offensive line's good. Weapons are solid, obviously with Stephon Diggs, um, and then the defense is pretty solid. Right, so we see him taking that next step, and I think it's mostly on the offensive side going to be due to Josh Allen, and Stephon Diggs. Right, so offensive player of the years are generally not given to quarterbacks. The MVP is kind of the quarterback award yeah. now, and then offensive player of the year is like the best, almost supporting player to the quarterback. Right, and I think and it's going to be yeah, they have the best team in the league. Yeah. Right, we have them as the best record in the league. Has Josh Allen thrown to Stephon Diggs? Who else would it be, right? The the Rams last year, best team in the league, right? Stafford throwing a Cooper Cup. Yes. One of the best seasons of all time. I think you could look up and see Stephon Diggs have 12 to 13 touchdowns, probably somewhere in that 17 to 1,800 yards. Be really effective for really the Bills. Good, really yeah. good. Probably 120 catches. I don't know. It's going to be insane. Our defensive player of the year, somebody that was getting votes last year, obviously wasn't on TJ Watts level yet. But let's go to Micah Parsons. A second-year defensive player of the year, so he'll follow up his defensive rookie of the year with a defensive player of the year. Um, and I think if the Cowboys want to have any chance at, at competing, really, he's going to have to be special. And I think he could probably sense that. I think he's going to elevate his game. I see him having about 18 sacks. We'll throw a pick, some fumble recoveries in there. Yeah. Um, and I think he's going to have, probably be in the top five in tackling. He's going to be he's special. He's so fun to watch. Yep. So we'll go. Uh, we'll go Micah Parsons. For defensive player of the year. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I think he's going to take tremendous strides uh, in the next few years, but I think this is going to be a big one this year. Yeah. And um, he's, I mean, a real wrecking force for uh, the Dallas Cowboys Yeah. in that regard. That's fair. All right, well, uh, should have go back over, right? We got MVP Herbert, um, offensive player of the year, Stephon Diggs, defensive player of the year, Micah Parsons. Okay, let's move on to kind of previewing that, that first round of games. Um and kind of going over a little bit why we have the team seated where they are. Obviously, again, if you keep kept up with the divisional predictions, that'll explain the first four. But we'll still run back through them, and then obviously our wild card picks as well. So let's get into it. We'll start with the NFC. Okay, so I think it, I think it's pretty clear that the Rams are the best team. We'll have them at the one seed. Yes. Um, first of all, they won the Super Bowl. They return a lot of guys, and I think the ones they don't return 
aren't necessarily bad things, right? So now Andrew Wetworth was still a really good tackle last year. He was aging. Who knows? I think he probably would have gotten hurt, banged up, something, right? It was it was getting to the point where you're like, how is he this old without this many injuries, right? Yeah. Play with fire too many times, you get burnt, right? So and then you go out and add Bobby Wagner, Allen Robinson. They're really strong. A whole slew of dudes, right? They, I mean, that, that that's got to cement them at one in a weaker NFC. Absolutely. Okay. At number two, then I think you I think you go Eagles, right? So first of all, bad division. Right, their schedule is fairly easy. Yeah. Right? I think Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, both in a second year working together, is going to be huge. You add AJ Brown, you go out and bolster your secondary with Bradbury and Gardner Johnson. They can run the football. They have an identity, yeah, yeah. and I don't think Jalen Hurts is bad on play action with some defined reads, no, which think, is exactly their forte. I think this team's going to be really good this year. Eagles at, at the two seed, and how we have them predicted in division play. I mean, it's hard to disagree with it. Absolutely. Number three, the Bucks. Uh, again, I I don't see them making a huge run here, but at the end of the day, it's Tom Brady, right? And I, and I like any game that I go into with Tom Brady, and hopefully, once he gets some healthier weapons, he'll at least have some people to throw to, and if they can find some protection for him, yeah, you so, can't bet against the greatest of all time, right there. Right. All right, Bucks at three. Um, number four, the Vikings. Right. We said they're one of our dark horse picks. I think Kirk Cousins with an offensive coach is going to really excel. It's a quarterback league. If he excels, the team excels. You still have Dalvin Cook, Jefferson, Thielen. Yeah. The defense has improved a little bit. Now, Grant, I think schematically it'll take a slight step down because Zimmer's gone, but I don't think it'll matter that much. No. Um, Vikings at four. The Packers would be five. Um, we have a 10-7. and seven. Uh, They are second in that NFC North. At the end of the day, again, it's Aaron Rodgers. So, and we know he's good in the regular season, so at least be able to lead him to a 10-win team. It's weak in the NFC. There's not another 10-win team um, vying for a wild card spot, so at that point, they'd be at the five seed. Yeah. All right, number six, the Cardinals. At the end of the day, I do think Kyler Murray's a good quarterback, and any time you're in a game with Kyler Murray, you have a chance to win it. they got some good offensive pieces. Once D-Hop comes back, you never know. I worry that they're going to crash late in the year like they have been recently. But at the end of the day, again, weak NFC. I still think they're a top... You know, five to six team. We'll have them at six. Seven. I know I ripped the Cowboys to start the episode, but I, it, who it, else are we putting in here? The NFC is incredibly weak. So maybe the, mean, maybe the Niners, but I, then again, I'm betting on a rookie quarterback. No, I, don't I don't love like Dak, that. but I'd rather bet like on a that. known commodity. Absolutely. So um, to run back through, we got Rams, Eagles, Bucks, Vikings, Packers, Cardinals, Cowboys. You can see it right here. Boom. All right, AFC. One seed Bills. I kind of went over them when we were talking about Stephon Diggs. They're going to take a step up this year. Plus, I don't love the division. I think you have four easy wins against the Jets and the Patriots. Yeah. I think you could probably steal one against the Dolphins. They've owned the Dolphins. You might be even be able to steal two. So that's six wins right there. That you know they'll, they'll be the one seed. It'll go through uh, Buffalo. Number two, the Chargers. Again, we said they'll take a step up partially. No, I'm going to say mostly because of Justin Herbert. Oh, my gosh. I think Brandon Staley is going to find more of his winning identity, right? He was going with the F it, let's just go for it no matter what. Yeah. I think he's going to kind of find a middle ground on that where he he's aggressive. To. He has to or else he, he doesn't He has to dial it job. back a little bit, yeah. Right, because you can't miss the playoffs again with Justin Herbert, and you can't have a disappointing year again with Justin Herbert. And you can't take that many stabs at it and miss that many times in a row. I agree. you like, you, you got to catch something. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. You can't sit on the dock all day and not catch anything. So Chargers are two. All right, number three, the Ravens. We said that they're probably going to be one of the more improved football teams. I mean, until Lamar got hurt in, like, week 12, they were the number one seed in the AFC. Oh, yeah. Right, so as long as injuries don't absolutely kill this team, all the talent's there. They might have the best DB duo with Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters in the league. They get all the healthy pieces back on their O-line and that running back, plus Lamar. Uh, I know they lose Hollywood Brown, but they don't throw the ball much anyway, so it doesn't really matter to me. We'll go Ravens at three. 
Number four, the Colts. They win a bad division and they get in. Not a whole lot to say there. Number five, uh, the Broncos. I mean, to, to wait, real quick, I want to stress how bad the division is. Yeah. For the Colts, that's a terrible division. So they're the only team that's logically going to win that division. All right, number five, the Broncos. Um, this might be these next three teams are probably going to be the best wild card teams to ever get in. Uh, the Broncos are at twelve and five. The Chiefs are at twelve and five at the sixth seed, and the Bengals are at eleven and six. I mean, the Broncos with Ross are going to be much improved. Yes, but I'd take Herbert in the second year under Staley than I more than I would Ross in the first year under Hackett. And injuries in the receiving core for the Broncos worries me a little bit, but I still think they'll be fine. That playoff picture for the AFC it's crazy. Is by the way, you can see loaded. There, um, it's it's actually crazy. from top to bottom. No, like. If you look at the worst team, so look at the seven seed Bengals in the AFC, and then look over at the seven seed Cowboys in the NFC. It's it's a I, I wouldn't even be shocked if the Bengals won the Super Bowl. If the if the Cowboys won a playoff game, I'd be floored. I mean, really? Yes, and that's the difference. In a the week, Bengals could win win the win the Super Bowl. The Cowboys could probably not win a playoff game. Yeah, and the thing is, the NFC the NFC is so weak. The Cowboys should be able to win a playoff game if they are that caliber as everybody in yeah. uh, Dallas likes to say that they are. I agree. Um, to kind of finish off here, I think I have the Chiefs you know, above the Bengals slightly because at the end of the day, it's Patrick Mahomes. I know it it doesn't feel great to get a uh, bet against Burrow either. Yeah. They're separated by a win. It's a coin flip. If you switched them, I, I'm not going to crucify you. This is just what we had going through the you know the schedules, win-loss, win-loss. Um, so to recap, we got the Bills at 1, Chargers at 2, Ravens at 3, Colts at four, Broncos at five, Chiefs at six, and the Bengals at seven. So there is that'll set up your first round matchups. You can see them there with the graphic. Um, so now it's time to fill them out. Let's head over to the NFC. Okay, so NFC here, right? We'll run back through in case you've forgotten. I don't know, five minutes, but you know, Rams, <laughs> Packers. Or I'm sorry, Rams, Eagles, Bucks, Vikings, Packers. Cardinals, Cardinals Cowboys. Cowboys. Okay. Well, because I'm looking at the bracket, which you guys yeah. see here. You guys are seeing it here. It's out of order, right? It was going, it was going Rams bracket, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a normal bracket does. So, so here's the bracket here, right? Obviously, the Rams will get the bye there at the top. Whereas that first matchup is the 5-4 matchup. That'd be Green Bay going to Minnesota. Mm. Okay? We'll, we'll preview all the matchups. Um, and then we got Tampa hosting the Cardinals in that 3-6 matchup. And then the Eagles would host the Cowboys in the 2-7. So let's start up top with the Vikings Packers. Should we should we go? Should we say our pick first? Yes. Okay. So we'll, let's go Vikings. Um, I think for me, I like Aaron Rodgers better. I like Matt Lafleur a little better, obviously, because he's more experienced. Oh, I like sad. the defense of the Packers better. But here's what I don't like. First of all, the weapons on the outside significant advantage for the Vikings. Secondly, with that. What evidence do I have to trust Aaron Rodgers in a big playoff game? I mean, um, hell, he lost at home in the snow against a warm weather team. Um, yeah, oh, last year. So, do, do I expect him to go on the road and beat Kirk Cousins? Who, by the way, mm. Kirk Cousins plays very well against Green Bay. He does. He plays them well. Uh, he's the been Vikings always the, match up well against them. He's been probably the best Viking quarterback against Green Bay in the last twenty-five years. They all usually fold, right? Not only has Aaron owned the Bears, he's usually owned the oh, Vikings yeah. as well. Okay, yeah. Without Kirk Cousins. Vikings move on. I think it's the Vikings. Yeah. Okay, so the Vikings will move on um, in the four slot. Okay, Tampa Bay hosting Arizona. So we were back and forth, right? I think Arizona has really good perimeter weapons. I like Kyler. But here's the thing. They fade at the end of seasons. Right. First of all, Kyler tends to get dinged up, and as a team, they fade. 
So I'm guessing they win about seven of their first ten games. Mm-hmm. And then from there on out, we have them, what, nine and eight? They only win two kind of, of their fizz- next ones, yeah, right? Yeah, kind of fizzle so they're, out. They're almost crawling into the playoffs at that point. They don't have a lot of momentum. Limping in at and that point. And yeah. at that point, Brady will have most of his pieces back, right? The offensive line will still be shaky. And plus, it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. Right. So am I going <laughs> to bet against Tom in the playoffs? Probably not, especially him hosting a playoff no. game. I don't think so. Not this time, no. Okay, so I think the Bucks move on there. Uh, Dallas traveling to Philadelphia. So, I mean, say it out loud. Okay, so now moving on. Philadelphia wins that game, right? Yeah. I mean, we I, I've already outlined why Dallas isn't going to be a good football team this year. You know. And Philadelphia has an argument, argument to be made that they are amazing. Right. Dallas lost 3-0 linemen, you know, two wide receivers, a pass rusher. They still have Mike McCarthy as a head coach. I, let's go with the Eagles. Okay, so that brings us to the second round, which you can see here. Okay. We'll have the Rams and the, and the Vikings, the Bucks and the Eagles. Uh, for me, this this round's pretty easy. I think the Rams are a significantly better football team than the Vikings. Yeah. Uh, so I think the Rams will move on there. Not a whole lot needs to be said at that point. Um, the Rams are, are a much, much better football team. Yeah, there's no way they slip to the Vikings at that point. I don't, yeah, especially at home. With yeah. an improved roster, no. Okay, so now the Bucks and the Eagles. Now this is a little bit of a toss-up, so it's going to be in Philly. But here's the thing. Tom plays just fine in cold weather. He's done it his entire career. Yep. Um, and at the end of the day, I think Todd Bowles is at least a more experienced coach than Nick Sirianni. And I do think Brady versus Hurts is a pretty lopsided discussion. Um, and if you have the better coach and the better quarterback in a playoff game, nine times out of ten you're going to win. So I think the Bucks go to Philly and quote-unquote upset the Eagles, although it won't feel like an upset because it's Tom Brady in the Bucks. Yeah. A great season, though, boys, for yeah. the Eagles. Hey, hey. The, the, Hell this of a is, run. This is the next step, right? Yeah. They got to the playoffs last year. This next step, win a playoff game, which they will. There you go. Um, okay, so that sets up, again, you can see it here, uh, the Rams and the Bucks in the NFC Championship game. Rematch, no, I'm sorry. Re, yeah, rematch of the divisional round last year. Um, and I think it, I think at me, for me at this point, I think it's pretty clear it's the Rams. Uh, look, the Bucks are already dealing with injury issues. So after a 17-game season plus one, two more, uh, so you're looking at a 19-game season. This is game 20. Really tough. We don't even know. You know, granted, when Brady's in the championship game, I think he'd be committed. But at the end of the day, it's still on his mind. Uh, who knows what injuries might pile up? Now, granted, I think they might be a little healthier by then. I would hope so, at least. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think Stafford and those weapons are better than Brady and his weapons. Absolutely agree. Okay, yeah, so so then the Rams would move on to the Super Bowl. You'll see their logo there. Boom. They're moving on. That's the NFC for you. So let's see who they're going to play. So the NFC, the Rams are coming out of it. So here is the AFC. So again, to run back through in case you forgot, we got Buffalo at one. We have the Chargers at two. The Ravens at three. Um, the Bron- or, I'm sorry, the Colts at four. Broncos at five. Kansas City at six. And the Bengals at seven outlined there. So that'll set up. Buffalo with the bye at the top, Denver at five, Indy at four uh, in that matchup at Indianapolis. You'll have the Ravens hosting the Chiefs and the Chargers hosting the Bengals. The Bengals might be the best seventh seed to ever get into the playoffs. It is insane. Ever. It is insane, the talent in this conference. I mean, it's ridiculous. I mean, but so getting to our first preview, there's one team that I think we can say they don't feel really like they belong in this class of teams. Yeah, I'm looking at them. They're right at number four. Right. I, I think I think it's pretty fair to say that Indy doesn't really belong in that tier. Right? I, think they're, I think they're the next tier down, right? They're right there. Look, they're great, and Matt Ryan's a fine quarterback. Right. But are they the type of guys that are 
going to compete with Lamar and the Ravens, who are just a tick above them. Uh, the Broncos with Russ and the, Bengals, the Chiefs Herbie. with uh, yeah, the Chiefs with Mahomes, and you got Bengals and Joe Burr. So I mean, you are competing with people right. that are way out of your league. So, I mean, if they're in the, say the NFC, they could be a they could be a two or a three seed and actually make some very noise. big threat yeah. in the NFC. Not Absolutely. over on this side. No, couldn't agree more. So in that matchup, I think it's pretty clear we're going to take Denver. Uh, the whole let Russ cook, less hit. Uh, Russ has always been pretty solid in the playoffs, so I have no reason to think he won't continue that. So I think the Broncos win that match up there. Okay, next we got the Ravens hosting the Chiefs. I've been back and forth. We've been we we deliberated. It's gonna be, yeah. And I always fall back to in the playoffs. If I had to throw money on a team, who do I feel good about throwing money on? And if it's Lamar, I am a little bit queasy, especially if they get behind. I know he's want to get a playoff mm. game. He's starting to get better at playing from behind in a big spot. It's, I got to go with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but this game is so tough. To that's going to be if this ends up working out. That's going to be one of the best matchups to watch. Um, and when they play in the regular season, they're always great games. Yeah. I think Kansas City edges them slightly. Kansas City moves on. Okay, uh, you got the Chargers hosting the Bengals. I think a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, right? I think, you know, not that they're crawling in, but they're, I think they're going to be 11 and 6. They're going to win a couple close ones down the stretch to even get to 11 and 6. Um, I, I hate to predict injuries, but after a long playoff run and then another I mean, 17 game season. You're bound statistically to have some. Right, exactly. And so I think just getting to the playoffs, uh, right after getting to a Super Bowl, hey, that's fine, right? That's, that's a pretty good step. Um, especially if the Bengals can get consistent in the playoffs, then you know that, that's a step for them. I don't think they have the firepower to compete with L.A. right now. No. I think from top to bottom, the L.A. roster is a lot better, and I think the gap between Burrow and Herbert is almost non-existent. So in that case, I'd go with the better roster, yeah. which I think is the Chargers. I, don't know. I, I just don't see Herbert slipping up much through these playoffs, especially. And do you really think there's not that much of a difference between Burrow and Herbert? Right now. I think Burrow's probably a more natural leader of I think men. So. But I think but that, I think, I think Herbert has a way higher ceiling. Herbert's got a higher ceiling. I think he's a better talent. Okay. And I do think he's got a better supporting cast. All right. Yeah. I, I like. They're both good supporting cast. I think the Chargers have a better supporting cast and a better defense. And yeah. I think in that game, it's probably going to be more of a shootout. So whoever can get that one more stop is going to win that, that one. One turnover. Right. And I think that's probably LA. Yep. All right. So that sets up Buffalo, Denver, and Kansas City, LA. We'll start with Buffalo, Denver. Uh, we we both love Buffalo, so I think you got to go Buffalo in that case. Um, look, Denver is a is a really solid football team, but they don't have any Josh Allen's. But they don't they don't have any absolute specimens, freaks of nature. Um, I think defensive head coach and Sean McDermott is going to be able to limit Russ a little bit at least. Again, get that one extra stop that the other team won't get. Yeah. Um, I do worry a little bit, though, with Buffalo, especially if it's probably going to be cold weather. Can they run the football effectively? And we know the Broncos can, so that worries me a little bit, but I still think I'm going to lean Buffalo in this case. I mean, that team is Top to bottom, they're better. Yes. Stacked up this year. Yeah, I agree. So Buffalo would move on. Okay, you got Kansas City um, at six, visiting L.A., the the two-seeded Chargers. I think it's pretty clear 
actually that's a lie it's not clear at all but but we're gonna go with the chargers for me it's clear but in the grand scheme i realize that it's not a, a super duh obviously moment right Mahomes is still really really good but i don't think they're gonna have the weapons to again stack up with la i think this like la is on a different level and i think this is the next step for justin herbert to take i think he's right here he leads him to the ic championship game. yeah i think this is it this is the one this is gonna be the game where everybody looks back and goes that's when justin herbert set himself apart because for so like we're still projecting him right now. We're still talking right. about, oh, Justin Herbert's ceiling. I said it a minute ago. Justin Herbert's ceiling. Well, I think we're like going to start to see flashes of where that actually is this year and yep. see how far he can lead this team. Um, and I think a revenge game against Mahomes after he lost last season is going to be just the perfect time um, to, to just let it ride. And yep. Chargers win there. I think it's going to be a big spot for a big-time player. Okay, so we got the, we got the Bills and the Chargers. I don't. I you know. I, I said Herbert tried to take a step up. I don't think getting to the Super Bowl is the step up that they are capable of taking right yes. now. <laughs> I think that is Josh Allen's step to take, and I think he will take it. And so we got Buffalo going to the Super Bowl. They'll meet the Rams. Yeah, I think and, that seems pretty fair. And hey, in the Chargers' defense now, because you know, just high on them for a second, then they just get turned around, and knocked off by the Bills. It's going to take a couple of years until they're Super Bowl ready. We said that we did. Uh, I think how many months ago did we do the? Are we there yet? And we had the right. Chargers in there, I think, for about two or three seasons. Uh, so just a, cu- a little more time to really right. improve that roster and get everything buttoned up because there are still some holes and wait for Justin Herbert to start taking those steps. I agree. Okay, so you got you got the Bills and the, um, the Rams in it. I don't think the Rams are going to be able to repeat. I think at the end of the day, this is the Bills' year. The Bills' Super Bowl. Let's predict, predict a score. I'm going to go 29 24 Buffalo wins on a little last second ish type of play. That that's my prediction. 29 24. 29 24. Very low scoring for these two offenses though. I was thinking like I don't think it's I don't think it's going to be that close. I think Buffalo handles them. I think it's going to be Really? Wow. Yeah. Maybe like 34-28, dare I say? 34-20. I mean, that's only 1 point more than the game I said. No. Score I said. All right, whatever. <laughs> um, all right, so we go. We both got Buffalo, slightly different scores, but uh, Buffalo by almost a touchdown for us both over the Rams of Super Bowl. So, hey, those are our predictions. Hey, we'll see how it goes. If it hits, we are dedicating an entire show to just bragging. To just talking about how great Could you imagine if we were. did a perfect bracket? So not only would we have to get the bracket itself perfect, we have to get the entire season leading up to it to get the right seeding and then a whole bracket yep look i'm not gonna say it's not possible because it is and we're really good at this i'm just saying but if it happens it's gonna be the craziest thing yeah because likelihood is that it it won't happen so i don't know no whatever but guys thanks for sticking around with us this is the last episode before um you know we actually get into the nfl season so next episode next thursday we will have our first week of nfl predictions week one of the nfl uh to go over for you guys and it is going to be a fantastic time looking forward to this season can't wait and i'm beating him this season i promise no 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 yes Yes, the uh the the race starts again for who's going to predict more games correctly but um for now that is it that was the issue